Welcome to Get You Fit Radio, the radio show that helps you lead a healthy lifestyle. My name is Irene Cook, your radio show host, and I'm going to talk about a very interesting topic today. It's a topic that I always wonder about, and it's one that is really something that is is a topic that comes up quite a bit when people are starting to lose weight. Are you hungry or are you just hangry? hunger defined. It's just been two hours since you ate breakfast and your stomach is growling. It's that sense of familiarity in your tummy of the hunger pangs leaving you to wonder what makes us feel hungry or are you really hungry? The question is really and all of this defines whether or not it's time to eat. The temptation to overeat is everywhere. So in today's society, it could be very difficult to control how much we eat and maintain a healthy weight. Restricting our food intake sometimes leaves us feeling very hungry and, of course, deprived which will lead to the negative effects on our mood and our motivation to stick to our healthy eating goals. So it is very impossible to control our emotions and and control what we're eating without feeling hungry all the time. The more we deprive ourselves, the more we say no, the more we are going to want that food. Satiety is the feeling of fullness and the suppression of hunger for a period of time after a meal. This sensation can play a role in controlling how much we eat. If we really feel full or satiated after a meal, then hunger is likely to be suppressed for longer and we might eat less at the next meal. But if we don't feel very satiated, then we are likely to get hungry again more quickly for the next meal. So if we can understand how to enhance these feelings of satiety after eating, this will, in a sense, help us control how much and how often we eat later. This is the magic light bulb to weight loss management. Hunger serves an obvious purpose. It tells us that we need to eat, and it helps us remember when our body needs fuel. Yet most of us live in a world where food is ever-present and meals are scheduled around social conventions. Do we really need a reminder to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks? We are motivated by the clock to do so. We get up, we eat. It's snack time, we eat. It's noon, we eat. But are we truly hungry? Apparently so. While our society may have evolved to provide us with these endless opportunities to eat, our bodies are primarily concerned with keeping up and keeping this well-oiled machine going. 
Uh, this means that we start to feel hungry once our stomachs are empty. Um, this is that sensation we start feeling when we feel that grumbling in our tummy. Um, that's just one of the things that happens when we start to get hungry. But our brains are also on the lookout for energy-rich foods, just in case we need them later. The key here in this sentence is our brain. Our brain is looking, not only our stomach, but our brain is in charge of hunger. And just like any other thing that I've talked about, mindset is 50% of weight management. So your brain is in control. Now, hunger and an empty stomach obviously go hand in hand. And after each meal, our gastrointestinal tracts slowly empty by pushing food through the stomach and the large intestines from the small to the large. These little contractions that sweep up the undigested food through the small intestines into the large is regulated by a hormone. And I'm gonna talk about this hormone. It's called Motilin. Motilin-controlled contractions cause this rumbling in our stomach, and this is, this is what we call hunger pains. But you didn't know that. Another hormone implicated in hunger control is ghrelin. Ghrelin activates neurons in the brain that tell us that we're hungry. All right, so now we have the rumbling of the tummy, but the ghrelin is what causes our brain to say, I need food. And so our ghrelin levels are highest right before we eat. Our blood sugars are at that point where we need food and ghrelin is the hormone that increases our appetite and it plays a role in body weight management. So there's one more hormone I wanna talk about and that's leptin. Leptin is a hormone made by fat cells. This decreases your appetite. Levels of leptin, which is an appetite suppressor, are lower when you are thin and higher when you are overweight. And I know this sounds like it's just like this magical hormone that could be put into the form of a pill and that it would work, but sadly, it does not. So these are all known as the hunger hormones. So our brains pick up these messages from our stomach that tells us that it is feeding time. And this usually happens about two to three hours after we have eaten. But that doesn't explain why we still eat between meals. So basically, the reason I'm telling you this is there is a lot of psychological reasons why we feel hungry and the sensation of hunger all the time. And once you learn how to control this, you can learn how to control your weight. So appealing snacks and the brain. Here, we need to differentiate between two different types of hunger. Now, I know earlier when I started the show, I said, are you hungry or are you hangry? All right, so, so there's actually some scientific terminology for this, so, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to define them. There's homostatic hunger, and this is the eating that is perceived uh, energy needed by the brain. Your brain thinks you need energy and it makes you hungry. It makes you more interested in food, which is related purely to balancing our energy reserves short term. 
Okay, then there's hedonic hunger. This refers to the desire to eat for pleasure. There's a difference. And this hedonic hunger is all about enjoyment to taste rather than your body's energy source. For example, you've eaten dinner, you're full, but you desire that piece of cake and it is calling your name. It's calling it so loud that you get up, even though you're tired, and you get that piece of cake and you eat it. You are driven by pleasure, not hunger. All right, so these are two different types of hungers. So when our eyes detect something that we have previously enjoyed eating, our brains are notified. It is the signal that is just shot up to our brain and the bell rings, ding, 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 and it says, I want to eat that. If we're full, we might take a rain check. So think about this. If you are full, you're, you're, you've eaten a, a meal that's nourishing, uh, your tummy is full. That piece of cake may not send that signal to your brain because you are satiated. You have had the right types of energy. You are full. Therefore, your brain is telling you, nope, I'm taking a pass on that piece of cake. However, if you have not fulfilled yourself and you've had the wrong type of nutrients and you see that piece of cake, guess what? That hedonic hunger is going to chime that bell in your head and you are going to eat that cake because you have no control over that, that hunger hormone. So to offer extra food here, you can override your feeling of fullness and actually control grabbing uh, these tasty snacks that might contribute to those extra pounds by knowing what to eat at your meals. And this could have something to do with it. All right, so I'm going to share a study that was so appealing to me. And, and I, I really think that this is going to be changing for you guys that are listening. Um, Medical News Today recently reported a study that showed participants who were under the impression that they had eaten a smaller breakfast um, actually ate a larger lunch. Um, and and this, is, this is a really interesting study, and I'm sure that we have all been guilty of it. So this is, this is what happened. They took 100 people. They gave them the same breakfast. Everyone had the exact same breakfast. Um, 50 people, though, were told in Group A um, that their breakfast was um, an omelet um, and that their breakfast was a total of uh, 300 calories. Um, it was five egg whites, one full egg, and a healthy muffin with veggies of their choice. But they were told it was 300 calories. Uh, group B, which was another 50 people, uh, was presented with the same exact plate of food, but they were told that their omelet was made up of uh, all eggs and that their uh, muffin was not so healthy and that their breakfast was 650 calories. So they all left and they were followed throughout the day. 85% of the individuals in group A had a larger lunch and reported being hungrier sooner because they thought that they had a light breakfast. Um, however, 73% of members in group B said that they were satisfied 
and had a smaller lunch. So there's a psychological factor as well um, that goes along with this. So I ask you, are we slaves to these hunger pains? Have we been conditioned to feed ourselves based on perceived hunger? How can we fine tune these levels of hunger to prevent ourselves from overeating, which ultimately plays a role in weight management skills. So I'm going to talk about that today. And I know for people that I have helped lose weight, this has been a huge defining uh, difference. And it's played a role in their weight management skills. Our brains control our hunger based on what we eat, whether or not we feel that we've eaten enough to make us full and the availability of those extra calories. Um, this system may have worked while hunters were gatherers way back when, but these days it contributes to overeating and the steady rise of obesity. Just as compulsive gamblers or drug-dependent individuals are preoccupied with their habit, even when they are not engaged in it, so some individuals may experience frequent thoughts of overeating, feelings and urges about food, and the absence of food may be very difficult for them. These experiences may be prompted by food-related cues. They suggest, like the sight or smell of food, talking about it, reading about it, or even thinking about food. They say they normally don't take on or desire food, but for most of human history, the main reason to seek out food was survival. But nowadays, among most of well-nourished populations, most of our food intake is for other reasons. As the growing prevalence of global obesity suggests, an increasing proportion of human food consumption appears to be driven by pleasure, not just by calories. And, and this sits so well with me because I, I say this time and time again. We overeat. Um, and, and we are conditioned to overeat. Uh, we are taught as children to finish everything off our plate. And we don't understand what the appropriate level of fullness is. And I'm going to talk about the level of fullness next. So if you are just joining us, you're listening to Huntley Community Radio, WHRULP, and I am Irene Cook, your radio host, and I'm talking about what is hunger, what causes hunger pains, and, and what defines hunger, levels of fullness. Um, we need to understand levels of fullness, and we need to start paying attention to our body's cues of when it's time to eat and how much we should eat. Um, so despite all of these sophisticated mechanisms, again, I go back to the clear your plate rule that many of us were raised with. Um, we were taught to clear our plate. So, so when this occurs, um, people are raised with the thought of you eat until your plate is empty. So there is a misunderstood perception of how full you should be. Um, this is this level of fullness is called satiety. Um, there is extreme confusion about what this level is. Uh, there are many factors that influence our ability to understand 
this level. And, and these are some of them. Um, the pliability of food and drinks, meaning how much pleasure is experienced during the consumption. So if something's really, really good, we want to keep eating it. And we don't think about that it's, it's filling us up. We just go by the taste of it. Um, portion sizes. We go to restaurants and they give us these huge portions. So we want to finish our plate. And um, the variety of, of drinks and, and foods that are available. You know, we go to parties and there's so much to pick from. So of course, we're, we want to try everything, causing us to fill our plates. Uh, emotional states. People are emotional eaters and they, they tend to pick and grab at food and mindlessly eat. Uh, another huge one, and I've talked about this before in my shows, are our environments. Uh, we are distracted when we eat. Uh, we're on our devices. We're watching television. Um, we are just shoveling and not paying attention to the flavors. We're not paying attention to what we're eating. And in, we're eating a lot more than what we are uh, perceiving. So in order to better understand our fullness levels, one of the things I do is I educate my clients by explaining the different levels to make them aware of their levels of fullness. And there is actually a chart. And this is the satiation chart. Um, there are 10 different levels to this chart. Um, one is the lowest level. And 10 is you are Stuffed. So I'm going to kind of go over the, the, the different levels. One is you're starving, you're ravenous, you're weak, and you're dizzy. You never want to be a one. Two is you are hungry, cranky, low in energy, and you are having hunger pains. Um, three, you're hungry, your stomach is growling. This is when, you, this is when it's time to eat. Um, four, you're starting to feel hungry and you're having thoughts of food. Again, this is about the time of, of eating. Um, five, you are satisfied. You're feeling neither hungry or full. Now, five is where you need to be when you're done eating. And, and I want you to remember that, okay? Six, feeling good, but you could easily eat some more. Six is also a really good place to be when you're done eating. Seven, totally satisfied, won't be hungry for a while, but you ate a little too much. Okay, so needless to say, you ate a little too much. Uh, number eight is you're feeling full and your stomach feels heavy. Eight, you overdid it. Uh, nine, level nine is you are very uncomfortable and your stomach hurts. Clearly, you overate. And of course, level 10 is you're stuffed and you are full to the point of sickness. <laughs> that is the 10. So we have a misunderstanding of what fullness. Uh, one recent study done by Yale and Harvard research team revealed that 87% of men uh, that were overweight uh, and obese reported eating to a level of 9 and 10 on a regular basis. And 68% of women reported reaching a level 9 to 10 that were uh, overweight and obese uh, regularly. But they said more reached a level of seven to eight, uh, which is stomach feels full um, and won't be hungry for a while. 100% uh, of women uh, reported that they usually surpassed level six and seven, and 100% of overweight men surpassed level eight. And level eight was feeling full, stomach is heavy. So there's a direct correlation there. Um, on the same token, 
This same study showed that both men and women of ideal weight reported their ability to stop eating when they reached that level of five and six. And again, five and six was satisfied, neither hungry or full. Just right, like the three little bears would say. Um, interestingly, individuals surveyed were also asked what their response was to sensation of hunger pains, and here were the results. Um, obese individuals said upon feeling hunger pains, they would find something to eat within 10 to 15 minutes and immediately start thinking about food and becoming anxious. Overweight individuals would find something within 30 minutes or sooner and would get nervous at the feeling of hunger pains. Ideal weight individuals upon feeling hunger pains would take note, look at the time and base their next meal on the timing of their last portion and their last meal. Um, so, so basically, these findings advance the knowledge about not only hunger hormones, but perceived levels of fullness and weight gain. And they could certainly be used to learn how you can control your hunger. Um, if the idea of hungry makes you feel uneasy or you dread it, um, then, then you have anxiety about it. But, but one thing I need to point out is... This is a learned perception. Um, we eat for energy. We eat for fuel. Um, if we overeat, it is stored as fat. If you are trying to lose weight, um, you are going to feel some hunger pains. This is not something that is going to harm you or hurt you. Um, it, is, it is no difference than a tolerance level. Um, first off, uh, this is a little bit of an uncomfortable um, sensation, but if you're new to a diet, your body will adapt. And this adaptation will take time. If you're somebody who just started a program and you're feeling hungry, this is great news. Um, because this means that you've dropped your calories quite a bit and your body's just not used to it. Um, it it's a sensation you should feel. It is, it is your body now that is, is getting used to converting, burning energy, um, and it's using your fat cells to burn as energy for fuel. Um, I do need to point out that there is a huge difference between hunger pains and feeling lightheaded or weak. And certainly if you are feeling lightheaded or weak and you're getting the appropriate calorie amount, um, then you should talk to your physician about it. But if you're getting the right calorie amount and you're eating the right diet, hunger is fat melting. And again, your body is just converting its ability to use excess body fat for energy. This is what causes weight loss to occur. Um, without the caloric deficit, there can't be a loss. And again, if you're feeling these hunger pains immediately after a meal, then I would question what you're eating. Because if you are taking in the appropriate amounts of protein, healthy fats, complex carbs, and you're still feeling ravenous, um, and, and this is happening several weeks after your new program, then definitely talk to a physician or nutritionist and have them evaluate what your intake is. But most of my clients who experience the pangs of hunger, who are following the appropriate regimen, will experience a fat loss and quickly will become in tuned with their body. Remember, I'm not suggesting that you deal with hunger pains for hours. 
Um, but I am suggesting that you give your body time to get used to it. Typically, when you're dieting, you should eat every three hours. Having a glass of water should tie you over in most cases. And remember, your weight management results will depend in large on the number of calories that you ultimately put in your mouth. Eating mostly those whole foods normally will make these calories control easier by supplementing them with high proteins. And, and this, is, this is the best part of it. My philosophy, 90, 10, 90% should be nutritionally dense. 10% of your caloric intake should be whatever you want. That splurge, have it be an ice cream cone, have it be some chocolate, have it be a glass of wine. But, but if you're filling yourself up with nutritionally dense foods and that 90% is nutritionally dense, yogurts, avocados, proteins, complex carbs, healthy fats, I, I guarantee you, you are going to feel full. One thing that always intrigues me when I start a new program is, is that first week out of the gate, I have people that are used to eating close to 3,000 calories a day who are now eating 1,500 calories a day. Um, repeatedly text me, this happens the first two weeks, saying that they're so full they, they can't finish their food and they're eating half the calories. Um, it is because of the nutritionally dense items that they're eating and, and this is going to keep them full and make them feel full. And, and this level of fullness is going to help them lose weight. So if you're trying to figure out why you're so hungry, uh, look at your plate see what's on it. And if you're getting hunger pains all the time, evaluate. Are you hungry or are you just hangry? And whatever you do, make sure what you have on your plate is healthy. Have a great day. It's all about